You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. As always on a Monday, I speak to Katie Catapodis. Katie is the ex-New Supremo at 702 Talk Radio and now the founder and brains behind Nala Media in Johannesburg. Katie, last week I sent out a tweet which really sort of summed up the mood amongst certain sectors of the South African population. It was to do with the fact that the RAND was having a, having a go to the downside Cyril Ramaphosa was perhaps losing his way a little bit and the economy was slumping into into recession. And I got an enormous response, relatively enormous response to this tweet. And I was genuinely, genuinely worried and having a genuine panic attack. I don't know if you felt the same sort of mood yourself at Nala Media last week. You know, I don't think, Lindsay, I was having a panic attack as such, but last week was a really, really worrying week for various reasons. So the one was the economy and the effect that all these contradictory statements around the, the, the South African Reserve Bank were having on the economy, on the currency. And on the other side of my real concern was what is going on within the ANC and within the top six and that does not bode well for me. I'm very concerned about that because I think if we've got the likes of Ace Makashule and President Sol Ramaphosa contradicting each other and publicly like this, what is going on at Lutuli House? And when are we actually going to get, um, when are we going to start running this government? When is the president going to just start running the country and prioritizing the economy? Yes, exactly. I mean, the infighting is something we've been familiar with over the last few years, but we thought it was uh, had been pushed aside with the new president, President Ramaphosa, who's been in this position now for around about 18 months, and it should be long enough to actually sort this out and bring people into line. But Ace Makashule seems to be causing problems. Do you think there's something sinister behind it, or is, just, is he just being opportunistic? You know, I think it's a little bit of, of opportunism, if I may say. And I think there is fundamental clashing of beliefs. Um, there was the, the incident of um, a fake tweet, something that he claims was a fake tweet yes. last week when he tweeted um, contradictory information to what the standpoint is of the, um, of the president on this. He then claimed that he was hacked. And I don't know about you, Lindsay, but I'm very, very tired of people in office, people in power, people of authority, and people who actually have a huge responsibility claiming that their social media has been hacked. Mm. Um, when, when suddenly they realize, whoops, I shouldn't have said that. Whoops, perhaps I, I, I overstepped the mark there. Um, I personally don't believe it was hacked. In fact, I think there's a lot of cynicism amongst South Africans on social media especially that, in fact, he wasn't hacked at all. No, of course he wasn't. It's a pathetic excuse. It's like someone saying, well, the reason I had an affair is because I'm a sex addict. It's just so stupid. There's no such thing. It certainly doesn't hold water. Mm, exactly. You're quite right. Strange analogy, but I used it. Um, a business day this morning says Geneva Jaw will cost SA taxpayers millions. And the headline is Cyril Ramaphosa is leading the delegation to the 12 day not 12 hour, 12 day international labor organization conference in Switzerland. Why is he going to Switzerland in a government jet when things on the ground in South Africa need to be attended to? Send your ministers, send uh, some delegates, but don't go yourself. I really, really object to this. 
you see, I've got a differing view. I think it's important that he does go. I think we also need to remember, uh, Lindsay, that that the president has actually for the first time been given a mandate by the South African people. Yes. So we say that he's been in office for 18 months now, yet uh, you'll recall he was voted in by the ANC at the NASRIC conference in December 2017. That wasn't the mandate of the people following a national election. So I personally think it's very important that the president President um, does go to Geneva and 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 puts on a very strong front and basically shows that he is in charge of this country. I don't think it's to say that uh, we don't have urgent issues at home which need attending to, but for heaven's sakes, he's put a, a cabinet in 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 place. And I'm I'm hoping that while he's in Geneva, he's not going to lose. In fact, I doubt he'll lose touch with what's happening on the ground in South Africa and what's happening with the economy. But I personally think it's an important thing that he does and that he does go off as the leader of the country um, mandated following our, our national election just one month ago. It's not a G20 meeting. It's an international labor organization meeting. And I disagree with you wholeheartedly on this one. I think he should show his loyalty to South Africa and the problems that we're facing at the moment with a minus three. 3.2% GDP growth. In other words, we're going into recession with unemployment being rampant, with factional fighting within the ruling party, the ANC, which he is the leader of and the leader of the country. And he should say, I would love to go there, but I'm sending my ministers because I'm having, I have faith in them and I'm going to stay here and sort out our problems. Never mind 150, 200 rand cappuccinos in a Geneva hotel. I'm, I'm sorry, Katie. Anything else you saw over the weekend? Well, um, in terms of what we saw over the weekend, very interesting. Um, the SABC, a senior executive from the SABC who was heading up an audit committee, um, apparently survived an assass or did survive an apparent assassination on his life. Yeah. Now, this is extremely worrying. And this led the front page of uh, the City Press, I think it was, this weekend. Um, it's extremely worrying because it looks like somebody put out a hit on his life. The gunman has been apprehended and has told police we were sent by some woman. Oh. Um, so it, it really does have all the hallmarks of something exceptionally sinister. And we know that the SABC has in, been embroiled in crisis for a very, very long time. And assassination attempts for on people who work at the SABC, be they, be they senior executives or not, are not unfortunately unusual, Lindsay. This is for me what the big worrying thing is. I don't know if you recall, but there is a group of people known as a group of journalists, actually, very strong, very powerful, integrity-filled journalists called the SABC-8. Yes. Well, one of them is no longer. She died of heart failure, Suna Fenter. But the of the SABC8 have testified and have gone on record as saying that they've lived in fear of their lives. So, so to say that this was an assassination attempt has not yet been proven, but it's not out of the realms of possibility at all with the goings on and the shenanigans of the SABC. Hmm. Interesting. Katie, do you believe that uh, whether Ramaphosa is in Geneva or in Johannesburg, that things are going to sort themselves out because people are starting to question his authority. People are starting to question whether he has the political acumen. He has the business acumen, uh, which he's proved over the last couple of decades. But does he have the political acumen to weather this storm? And is he going to be able to delegate 
appropriately to get this country out of its political and economic mess? Well, you, you've, you've been in the business for a long time. What is your sense? Well, I certainly think that there's no time to waste. It is now or never. In fact, it should have been yesterday. So there's definitely no time to waste. And now uh, he, needs to, he needs to act with the utmost urgency and speed if we are finally to get this country um, out of the doldrums, both politically and economically. We know that there's been infighting within the ANC and it's been going on for a long time. But uh, the very previous point I mentioned about, well, now he's been mandated by the people. I think now the president needs to use that strength Lots have happened in the interim, but they are not enough, unfortunately. We've also had a public protector's report, which has been leaked. Another story from the Sunday papers this weekend, a public protector's report that has been leaked, suggesting that the president misled parliament when he spoke about 500,000 land donation from Bostasa. So uh, we're waiting to see the full details of that report to understand exactly what's going on. But this war between into the public domain in a very ugly way, actually. Yeah, it's actually very disturbing indeed. And when someone needs to take a firm hand on the tiller of South Africa's uh, socio-economic and politically economic situation, it's, it is it is very disturbing, Katie. I'm glad you're not as disturbed as I am. But just a final question. You, you're, you're not worried as, as, as much as I am, but are people that you speak to worried? Do you get a sense that people are starting to panic a little bit like I did last week? You know, there is a definite concern among people, both about the economy, about politics in South Africa, about socioeconomic issues, about the fabric of society. So there definitely is a concern, um, Lindsay. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I get a sense as well that people are trying to make the most of it, say, well, what can I do in my space? How can we fix this in our own space? What leaders can we be in our own quarters? And and I would certainly say that must be the rallying call now for, for small business, for big business, for, for people in their communities to go, well, actually, let's try and fix this, what we can, at least, in our own space ourselves. Because there has been a, a, a loss of faith in some in some sense. And and I think it would be very dangerous if the whole country because then then it seems like a big black hole that we'll going that, that we'll be going into. So trying to remain a sense of optimism, cautious optimism, I must say, very, very cautious, knowing that the numbers don't lie, unfortunately, and these GDP figures and the cause for concern. Yes, they really are. And I think what you're saying is that if we can't rely on a top-down strategy, i.e. from government and people in authority, then we have to indulge ourselves in a bottom-up policy. In other words, we start to do it from ground level, you and I as South African citizens and everybody else. Katie, thank you so much for your time, as always on a Monday. Katie is the founder and supremo behind Nala Media in Johannesburg. That podcast was proudly brought to you in association with sharenet.co.za.